Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dennis Prager Show, coming to you from Florida, where I speak tomorrow night for my wonderful Tampa station. And those of you in the Tampa Bay area, love to see you. I, I don't know if it's sold out, but check with the station, and you'll find out. I think that uh, Tucker Carlson's program last night was among the most important television hours in, in, in American, modern American. Well, you only have modern American history. There was no television before modern America. So, I will just say, I don't know of a more important hour. As I have said to you for much of my broadcast and publishing life, truth is not a left-wing value. The left lies because it's effective. The, the human conscience does not stop the left. They never ask when they say something, is it true? They ask, is it effective? I wrote within weeks of the January 6th events, I wrote that the Democrats were using it the way the Nazis used the Reichstag to suppress liberty in America. And I was right. I'm not comparing the entirety of Nazism to the Democratic Party. There are no death camps, concentration camps, or Kristallnacht, etc., etc. I'm well aware. I'm simply giving you a historical analogy of the use of an event in order to suppress liberty. And that is exactly what the Democratic Party, which is increasingly indistinguishable from the communist parties of the various communist countries, that is what it has done. It is a gigantic lie that it was an insurrection. It would be the only unarmed insurrection in history, to the best of my knowledge. Do you know of any unarmed insurrections? And there are people in prison who are political prisoners. I have spoken to some of them from prison. For me, who loves this country deeply, to know that my country now has political prisoners I have to admit, is a very difficult thing for me to perceive and to acknowledge and to broadcast, but I am committed to truth more than I am to any other single thing, and therefore I have to tell you the truth. We have political prisoners in this country, just like the Soviet Union did. This man who was, what, the shaman, the the guy who went in, dressed up as the way he was, bare-chested, paint on his body, and so on. This guy's been in prison for four years. The videos played that they hid the lying, deceptive, deceitful Democratic Party. Did I say that the Democratic Party was lying, deceptive, and deceitful? That is its nature. It does so with pride, you must understand, because... Once again, validating my thesis that the human conscience is pathetic. It is the worst human beings can dull their conscience. Democratic Party is an example of it. It's not because I differ with their policies. It's because they lie and deceive and suppress and arrest. That's why. I don't care if I disagree with any given individual on any given policy. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the evil that they are doing in this country. Like the uh, massive Democratic Party support 
for taking mentally ill kids and chopping their breasts off. They're despicable, the Democratic Party, and if you vote for them, shame on you. You have no possible excuse. I don't care how much you hate Donald Trump. Nothing Donald Trump has done is comparable to what the Democratic Party has done to damage society. Anyway, Donald Trump is not the president now. A a vile human being named Joe Biden is. When you uh, watch the the videos that the Democratic Party suppressed for the last two years, when you watch them, you realize that they have lied to us about the entirety of January 6th. The very word insurrection is a gigantic lie. It is a lie that you would expect of a fascist, communist, even Nazi regime. Once again, for leftists looking to defame me, I'm not saying the Democrats are Nazis. I'm saying that what they did in this instance is reminiscent of what the Nazis did with the Reichstag fire. That's either true or not true. But to the left, the question of whether it is true or not true is not a a question. The question is only, is it effective in gaining power and in consolidating power and smashing conservatives? That is all that matters. When you watch the videos and you see the way uh, the police escorted, basically escorted, the people of January 6th, with a great question still remaining, how did the gigantic, what are known as the Columbus doors, how, how were they opened? They had to be opened from the inside. That we have yet to hear a response to. So I'm going to play for you from Tucker Carlson last night. He uses the word lie frequently, and that is because it is accurate. That's all that you've been subjected to as an American for the last two years with regard to January 6th. Lies. Lie after lie after lie. That's why they're so angry that these videos have been released Perhaps the single most important thing that the Republican House has done is to release these videos. So here is Tucker Carlson last night. Within hours of January 6th, literally hours, you began to hear that day described as a deadly insurrection. And not described by one news outlet or one politician, but in unison by all of them. Almost like it was coordinated. A deadly insurrection. That's how history may record January 6th. But the tape that we reviewed from within the building on that day proves it was neither an insurrection nor deadly. Here it is. January 6th, when an estimated 2,000 rioters breached the Capitol building, causing the deaths of five police officers. Certain dates echo throughout history. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001, and January 6th. Am I beat officers with anything they had on? So one minute, one minute there. Hold on, Sean. That was Kamala Harris. I'm trying to choose my words. If I were to present any American as 
exemplifying the weakness of the human conscience, I would probably choose her. The woman is a gigantic nothing, stands for nothing except for gaining political power for herself. She stands for nothing. January 6th will stand along with the the invasion by the Japanese of Pearl Harbor, of the United States of Pearl Harbor, and with 9-11. Do you know what... Do you know what desecration of the memory of the sailors drowned and burned to death on December 7, 1941? The 3,000 Americans slaughtered by Islamic terrorists on 9-11. Do you know what an insult it is to their memories to compare January 6th when zero people died except for some among the protesters? Zero. Do you know how much you were lied to by the New York Times, the center of the lying world of the left, about Officer, what is this, Sicknick? Yes, Officer Sicknick. Remember that? Killed by a, somebody beat his head in with a fire extinguisher. All were lies. And do you know what? 99% of Americans who vote Democrat don't know a word of what you are now hearing. That's right. They have chosen to be ignorant and believe lies. There is no excuse for voting Democrat. You have chosen to believe lies if you vote Democrat. And there are people languishing in solitary confinement and in horrific conditions because of utterly, utterly dishonest, corrupt Washington, D.C. juries and the utterly corrupt Merrick Garland and the FBI and the utterly corrupt Department of Justice. If that doesn't make you angry, I have a question. What does? All right, everybody, Dennis Prager here. I'm looking, I haven't looked at it since I wrote about it. I, I wrote about the, the labeling of insurrection within five days of the, of, the, of the event and spoke about how it's a parallel to the Reichstag fire, the gigantic lie of calling it an insurrection. Now that you see the videos... It is clear the whole thing is a lie. It's one of the great hoaxes of American history perpetrated by the entire left-wing media, which is called the mainstream media, whether it's the Washington Post, New York Times, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS, NPR. It doesn't matter. They all uh, have no commitment to truth on any issue that affects their views of life. They're committed to truth on, as I always give an example, an earthquake in Ecuador. They will probably give you accurate data on the the numbers of people killed because it has nothing to do with a left-right difference. But wherever there is a left-right difference, they just lie. They just do. The, the use of the term insurrection 
and blaming it on Donald Trump. Donald Trump asked for the National Guard to be mobilized to protect the Capitol, and Nancy Pelosi declined, and so did the mayor of Washington, D.C. Did you know that? I'll bet you not a single relative of yours who votes Democrat knows this. Not one. In the entire country of the people voting Democrat, including liberals, not just leftists, I would say 1%, maybe 1%, 1 out of 100, knows that Donald Trump, as president at that time, asked for there to be National Guard set up, thousands of them, to guard the Capitol. And Nancy Pelosi said no. The Democrats wanted what happened on January 6th. I I can't believe I'm saying it, because it's so almost unbelievable. But when you enter the left, all that matters is how, for them, is what works, what sustains and increases our power. If the country is a victim, they don't give a damn. The left hates this country, it hates civilization, it hates Judaism and Christianity, it hates everything that makes a good life. It hates artistic beauty, it hates musical beauty, it hates architectural beauty. I don't know what produces such human beings. I don't. I understand I understand murderers. I understand I understand bank robbers. I understand a lot of bad th- things that are done. I don't understand the desire to wreck everything that is beautiful. I don't. I admit it. I know it's there. It's profound. The left embodies it, and it has for a hundred years, but I can't say that I relate to it. We continue with Tucker Carlson. Pull a fire extinguisher. Police officers died. Donald Trump supporters who, of course, rioted and killed police officers. By the evening of January 6th, the Democratic Party and its publicists in the national news media had settled on a description of what had happened that day. They distilled an enormous number of highly complex events, events that even now we don't fully understand, into a single emotionally-related political slogan, which they've repeated for years with remarkable discipline. January 6th, they said, was a deadly insurrection. There was a deadly insurrection that the right wing is trying to cover up. He incited a deadly insurrection. Incited a deadly insurrection. The violent, deadly insurrection on the Capitol nine months ago, it was about white supremacy in my view. A deadly insurrection. All right, hold Everything on. About Th- that's that Biden. Is- Biden's the scummiest of all of them. And I mean that. I believe that he is a, a loathsome human being, independent of his presidency. But he has used his presidency to hurt this country, and perhaps uh, for the foreseeable future, perhaps forever. White supremacy. It wasn't an insurrection, and it had nothing to do with white supremacy. And he has this lie, just like he says there are Americans who want to lynch blacks. As president, he says he said that. God, I know Republicans, it's painful. This is one of the, I don't find much painful personally because I have thick skin and because I'm a happy guy. But I have to admit, because I know some people who are Republicans and who have been Republicans for much or all of their life, or voting life, and who voted for Biden. 
I wonder I wonder what they think. I don't know. I'm just thinking aloud. Continue, please. Why? Very little about January 6th was organized or violent. Surveillance video from inside the Capitol shows mostly peaceful chaos. But the slogan worked. The term deadly carries enormous emotional power, which is why they used it. To prove the insurrection was deadly, propagandists pointed to the death of an officer called Brian Sicknick. The mob killed Officer Brian Sicknick. That's what they said. It was their single most powerful indictment of the January 6th protesters and of Donald Trump and of Republican voters nationally. They repeated that claim for years. They are still repeating it. At first, they told the country that Officer Sicknick was murdered with a All right, we'll continue. All right, we will continue. Dennis Prager Show. There's a lot of talk about the Great Reset and digital currencies. The U.S. government has been floating the idea of a digital dollar for quite some time, opening up the door to the government controlling your bank account, or worse yet, freezing your money. They did that in Canada, remember? This is Dennis Prager for AmFed, Coin, and Bullion, and for my friend Nick Grovich. Now more than ever in this woke world, it's important to own tangible assets like gold and silver. Owning physical gold and silver gives you control over your wealth. They're proven, stable commodities that have held their value over time. Beyond the overarching reach of government. And it's so important you do business with a trustworthy and transparent company like AmFed Coin and Bullion. AmFed's owner, Nick, and his experienced team will always provide you with honest, sound advice. No pressure sales. Moving a portion of your wealth into precious metals is a prudent decision. Call AmFed Coin and Bullion. 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. Okay, everybody, Dennis Prager here playing for you, Tucker Carlson, who was given the tens of thousands of hours of video. I wrote uh, on January, let's see, I wrote five days later that the term insurrection was a grandiose lie, and it turns out to have been one. Overwhelmingly, it was just people milling around the Capitol, the only person killed by anybody was, or I don't know if it was more than one, was one woman who was murdered by a Capitol officer and, of course, exonerated immediately. Had it been a left-wing mob going into the Capitol, as left-wing mobs went into many state capitals, for example, uh, and shot, and it was a black demonstrator shot by a white policeman, you would know everything about it. That policeman would have been put on trial, needless to say, and probably sentenced to a long prison term. But this was a black officer killing a white person for no good reason, and nothing happened. We have a completely corrupted judicial system wherever the left is in charge, That is the reason for the staggering. The left is the reason for the staggering crime rates, but it doesn't mean a thing to them. They continue to believe that fewer police and more social workers is the answer to crime. They never address the issue, for example, of the lack of fathers, but rather the proliferation of guns. It's an interesting question to ask somebody in your life. If you could have one wish, more gun laws 
or more fathers, which do you think would be better for the society in terms of violent crime? That's a good one. That's the way you should phrase it. And you don't even have to then comment. Just say, look, I'm a a believer in this notion that clarity is more important than agreement, so just in in the name of clarity... I'd just like to know, what what do you think would reduce violent crime more? More fathers or more gun laws? All right, we continue with Tucker Carlson and the video, which you can see on my video channel. Take Continue, please. They are still repeating it. At first, they told the country that Officer Sicknick was murdered with a fire extinguisher. Officer Brian Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher during the fight. That story came from the New York Times, which is effectively the assignment editor for most of the rest of American media. It was a lie, untrue in any way. But only after that lie had hardened into conventional wisdom did the newspaper bother to retract it. The New York Times has quietly retracted its story about the death of Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. The damage had been done. Brian Sicknick, himself a Trump voter, had been transformed without his consent into a political martyr of the left. His memory was shamelessly exploited by the incoming Biden administration. In February of 2021, Sicknick's body lay in state in the Capitol Rotunda, where a parade of unscrupulous politicians made use of it. Here's Joe Biden. Breaking down the doors, trying to overturn an outcome of election, and killing several police officers in the meantime. But Brian Sicknick should not be reduced to a prop for the political ambitions of the Democratic Party. He was a human being. The facts of his life matter, including how he died. To this day, media accounts describe Sicknick as someone who was, quote, slain on January 6th. The video we reviewed proves that is a lie. Here is surveillance footage of Sicknick walking in the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by the mob outside. By all appearances, Sicknick is healthy and vigorous. He's wearing a helmet, so it's hard to imagine he was killed by a head injury. Whatever happened to Brian Sicknick was very obviously not the result of violence he suffered at the entrance to the Capitol. This tape overturns the single most powerful and politically useful lie the Democrats have told us about January 6th. And it was indeed a lie. The January 6th committee knew perfectly well that Brian Sicknick was walking normally through the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by Trump supporters. And they know that because they saw this tape. We can be sure because the footage contains an electronic bookmark that is still archived in the Capitol's computer system. All right, we'll continue in a moment uh, with uh, what the very, very scary stuff about January 6th. And the scary stuff was not the so-called insurrection. It was the way it has been used and the word insurrection. Hello, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. Tucker Carlson last night began showing a small fraction of the tens of thousands of hours of video that the Democrats had suppressed when they were in charge of Congress. Those of you who differ with me on my assessment that it was not an insurrection, which was my assessment within days of the... Days of January 6th, I wrote that the Democrats are using this 
by calling it an insurrection the way the Nazis used the Reichstag fire to suppress liberty in the country, which is exactly what has been the case ever since. With the jailing of people who went into the Capitol that day and the horrible conditions under which they have been held, people with no criminal records who were decent human beings, but who uh, Merrick Garland, Joe Biden, and the New York Times want to punish as severely as possible because they hate Trump supporters. I mean, they really hate them. How could they not hate them? They believe that they are neo-Nazis, that uh, some of them want to lynch blacks, as our vile president said uh, last week. So here is something that you that I didn't know about, I just uh, was made aware of. January 12th, six days after the events of January 6th, the Associated Press, which is left of center, not, not a conservative news source, said, uh, as, wrote as follows, the Capitol Police, who have authority over the Capitol grounds, repeatedly declined support from the Guard, that is the National Guard, before Wednesday. It's, an, it's a somewhat of an oblique statement, So, but it's still interesting. It certainly verifies the fact that somebody declined having a presence at the Capitol. Now, what's interesting is repeatedly declined support from the Guard. That means the National Guard, I mean, I, unless, unless I'm reading it incorrectly, means the National Guard did request to have presence at the Capitol. And why would the National Guard make that request? And why would the Capitol Police turn it down. Again, I have said that Nancy Pelosi had uh, refused to authorize National Guard presence or police presence. She does not have that authority to do so. I was mistaken, and I will keep telling you that I was mistaken, because the only thing I have is credibility. The only thing you have the only thing anyone has. When you lose that, all is lost. It's a very important uh, lesson. And yet, one of the biggest liars in this country, Adam Schiff, has announced that he is going to run, or it is presumed he's going to run for the Senate from California. I live in California. I'm currently in Florida. It's almost as if they live, they're members of two different countries. But we'll leave that for now. Let me take some calls here. I was talking to an active member of the military in North Carolina, Dylan. And Dylan, you were mentioning that after January 6th, the head of the Joint Chiefs, you mentioned Millie, and they were exposing the soldiers uh, to, what was it, like uh, education sessions about 
About what? About terrorism? About what exactly? They were really vague in the labels. Uh, they called it violent extremism, and they had all these supposed hate groups that they would list, and their logos. Um, no one took it seriously. Everyone knew it was a complete joke. Um, but actually, someone I'm very close with was personally affected by this because they had a sticker on their car, which was completely harmless. But under this corrupt and sick Department of Defense, this person was now considered an extremist for having the sticker on their car, and they came under investigation. Um, it was noted in the investigation that they had quotes from individuals such as yourself and Jordan Peterson on their desk at work. Um, their livelihood was threatened, their career was threatened, and their family was threatened. I literally could not believe it was even happening. I literally never thought I'd see anything like this happening in America. It's something I'd expect from a third-world dictatorship, but not from uh, this country. Are they still demanding on another subject, Dylan? Are they still demanding that uh, members of the armed forces be vaccinated? From... My understanding right now, that is no longer mandatory. It was at the time, and they were get, kicking people out for not getting the vaccine. But as of right now, they're not mandating that. Were the people that they, that they let go from the armed forces, were they honorably or dishonorably discharged, or is there a third form of discharge? I believe it was other than honorable. And is there any movement to reinstating them? Not that I'm aware of. The only person I've heard mention that is Donald Trump. Other than that, I have not heard anyone mention that. Did did you soldiers amongst yourselves talk about the guys kicked out because of the mandate? I can't particularly say. Um, actually, I do have to say it was extremely depressing to see how many people I considered warriors for patriotism and individual liberty who were just so willing to accept some experimental mRNA gene therapy without asking any questions. Um, there was incentives put out by chain of commands where if you were to get a booster shot, which was not mandatory, it was voluntary, the booster shot, but they would give out four-day weekends to those individuals who would get the booster. And so many people that I thought I respected and I knew would just Go, go and do this thing, like risk their own livelihood, risk their family's livelihood over some experimental shot that they did no research on. I just couldn't believe it. For a four-day weekend? Correct, for essentially two days off work. <laughs> God. So what, what, is, what is your morale and what is the morale of your fellow soldiers to the best of your ability to say? The vast majority of soldiers in the Army love this country. They are patriots. Um, but unfortunately, due to the nature of the military, they're not they're, – they're so used to obeying orders and doing what they're told that even if it's tyrannical and, and goes against common sense, that often they don't challenge it. Okay. Listen, thank you for everything, and God bless you. Thank you, Dennis. So where do we begin with what happened on Tucker last night? Um, I think 
Well, let me start with what we expected to see. Start with the um, start with cut two. This is what the media had been saying about Senator Josh Hawley. Listen, you guys have seen the video of Josh Hawley running. How is he going to respond? Because you can't let that sit. I mean, it's just awful. He looks like a clown. It's like ah, run through the halls. In fact, Josh Hawley was like sprinting past the other senators. I thought he ran like a coward. If you are going to be on the side of evil in this, you're gonna be exposed. And as soon as the crowd came in, he started running like a baby away. Jim, can we play that back Baby's with the audio run. turned up? <laughs> they just wanted to embarrass a senator of the United States. Trevor Noah, always so handsome. The man, huh? So funny. Why? Just because he ran away like a little <laughs> I mean, what did he do? Yeah, he raised his fist and he egged the crowd on, but is that a reason to show him pissing his pants on national television? No senators run in the Capitol, mm. ever. Mm. Um, it is not what you do in the Capitol if you're a senator. You mm. walk slowly. Ah. Uh, you do not run for your life. And right. that's what he was doing there. He is afraid. Yeah, okay. Now, that's that was just one little teeny clip Mm -hmm. of a longer piece of video that we found last night with Tucker Carlson. Cut one. When the committee wasn't accusing Republican office holders of planning riots on January 6th, it was accusing them of running away from those riots like cowards. In the case of Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, the committee and their allies accused him of both. Josh Hawley is a To prove that Josh Hawley was a coward, the committee released a video of him loping out of the building on the afternoon of January 6th with a police escort. The tape became a staple on social media. Democrats laughed with derision. Later that day, Senator Hawley fled. After those protesters he helped to rile up stormed the Capitol. See for yourself. <laughs> But in fact, the surveillance footage we reviewed shows that famous clip was a sham, edited deceptively by the January 6th committee. The clip was propaganda, not evidence. The actual videotape shows that Hawley was one of many lawmakers being ushered out of the building by Capitol Hill police officers. And in fact, Hawley was at the back of the pack. The coward tape was a lie, one of many from the January 6th committee. Unbelievable. So he did run, he's just running with a huge group that being shuffled out by police. By police. Right. Police are shuffling, you know, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's right. go. He's the last one after, right. you know, dozens yeah, of dozens. people that yeah. you see. <laughs> so Incredible. So they knew this. They knew this. So when we said the J January 6th committee is nothing more than a sham, and Liz Cheney was on it and running cover for the Democrats and for the liars. I shouldn't say just Democrats for anyone who is lying to keep their office. So she is, um, she's lying. She knows it and they're doing it just to discredit. Justice comes to mind. Our flag is supposed to stand for justice for all. Okay, Josh Hawley didn't get any justice, but he's the least of your worries. Josh Hawley didn't get any justice. 
Will he get any justice? Will the people on the January 6th committee, led by Adam Schiff, a guy we already know lied about Russian collusion, is that man going to face impeachment? Probably not. So is there justice for all? Because this is not a matter of opinion. We now have it on tape. Okay. That's, as I said, the least of the uh, of the problems. Let me go to uh, let me go to uh, cut twenty two, please. This is about remember the shaman, the QAnon shaman that everybody's like he's crazy, and he looked crazy in all of the tapes that you saw. He looked crazy, didn't look violent, but looked crazy. He is wearing horns on his head. That's one, one way to no make sh- you look crazy. Shirt. Right. Yeah, no mm-hmm. shirt. And, okay, mm-hmm. so nobody's for the shaman. And he became the symbol. In fact, I think he got more time than anyone else for years in prison. Watch. Dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building. If you watch this videotape, you see the police of the Capitol Police in hallway after hallway after hallway, either leading him ushering him or directly following him not like following him like uh we're spying just one step behind him walking through a whole crowd of police officers they were clearly assisting him now how did that guy get four years in prison when he was being escorted by the police it's hard to think that you're being a criminal and doing criminal activity when the police are opening the doors for you. And here, let's get you into that Senate chamber. Oh, well, this door is locked. Let's go to the other door. It's pretty hard. Now, we've heard him give a prayer. Thank the police. That is a conspiracy theory. How dare you He's saying that because he's a terrorist and he's trying to mislead. Was he? It's interesting. If you haven't seen this clip, too, you might think, well, 
look, the place was being invaded. They knew a bunch of a few Capitol Police were not going to be able to stop this giant crowd. So therefore, they're just trying to make peace. Uh-huh. You could make that argument in certain videos that I've seen. This one, however, he's by himself. All by himself. He's walking by himself through the halls. They could have easily stopped him. Yep. Easily stopped him. But they did. And but they it wasn't they that they were him. just following. They assisted yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, they, they, here's where you go. He's walking. Uh, several of the videos, they're walking in front of him. And they're all alone. I mean, like, it's not. It, again, I can understand if you've got a, 300 people in front of you and you have four police officers taking, trying to tackle each one of them is not probably the right maneuver, right? In this situation, though, they could easily have just handcuffed this guy and put him to the side. This, by the way, is footage that he wasn't allowed to use at his trial. I mean, you have to open this trial up again. You, you, How can they not have access to this? Open this trial up again? Do you really think open this trial up again? Yeah. Really? You, you don't think that they should do that? Oh, I think if, if this were anything else and mm-hmm. somebody was serving four years and you knew that the district attorney knew this and held this back, you would dismiss it and release that guy and apologize yeah. and go after the district attorney. I would describe that as opening the trial again, but I guess maybe, you know, just what I'm saying is take the result that you have and throw it reverse out. it or, I mean, I, he may still be you guilty of trespassing or something else, but you you're not in jail for four twi- years for you that. You can't try him twice. Yeah. You can't try him twice. And the guy needs a new trial. If you're going to throw him in jail... You need a new trial. Well, they've already tried him once. And when they tried him, they lied. Yeah. I mean, Why how, would he how? have to stand trial again? Again, I, you know, uh, I've watched a lot of Law & Order episodes, but, like, it doesn't seem fair that if this video exists, he should not have access to it in his defense. It's not. It seems incomprehensible and against they our legal system. They did everything they could to keep all of the information away from their attorneys, to paint these guys. I mean, I have to tell you, if every American, Democrat, Republican, Independent, if every American isn't outraged by what our government has just done, there is no hope for you. There is no hope. You, America is lost to you. This should be as shocking. I was outraged on january 6th and i still am outraged sure at the people who were breaking down the doors breaking in the windows hitting calling for an up hitting police yeah. officer those people go to jail they go to jail but everyone must receive a fair trial this you i i'm sorry but when you have two things one just this video of the police escorting him into the Senate chamber. You gotta ask yourself, why would police do that? With everything that was going on, why would they escort this guy into the Senate chamber? Why? Why would you do that? At the very least, that question should be asked and answered at his trial. Correct. Right? Like, you might, maybe there's a great answer for it. I don't know what it could be. Uh, but it should certainly be, asked should at be the, answered. Should be asked at the uh, at least affidavit conference with the two officers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Now, here's the second part. I'll give it to you in one minute. Now, we told you about Ray Epps. And we have been questioning who the hell is Ray Epps. 
we have uh, we've done a whole episode on TV about Ray Epps. Uh, there is no way this guy shouldn't have been prosecuted unless he's a government informer. So what's the truth on Ray Epps? Well, he testified. He testified he wasn't even at the Capitol. Once that thing started, he wasn't at the Capitol. Here's Tucker Carlson last night with the video. One of the enduring mysteries of January 6th is the role that intelligence and law enforcement agencies played in the events of that day. We know there was some number of undercover federal agents in the crowd at the Capitol. Officials have since admitted that under oath. But what exactly were they doing there? The January 6th committee worked hard to hide the answer to that question. We do know from contemporaneous videotape that a mysterious figure called Ray Epps encouraged the crowd to go into the Capitol. For some reason, Epps has never been indicted for that. But there's no question he did it. We need to go into the Capitol! Under public pressure, the January 6th committee finally interviewed Ray Epps. Epps told the committee that he never entered the Capitol and therefore never committed a crime. His text messages showed that at 2.12 p.m., he boasted to his nephew that he had, quote, orchestrated the protests at the Capitol. He admitted he helped get people there. Yet, curiously, congressional Democrats consider Ray Epps an ally, not an insurrectionist. Tonight, we can tell you that at the very least, Ray Epps lied in his sworn testimony to the January 6th committee. Epps testified that when he sent the text messages to his nephew, he had already left the Capitol grounds to return to his hotel room. That is not true. The surveillance footage we found shows that, in fact, Ray Epps remained at the Capitol for at least another half an hour. You're seeing that on your screen now. What was Epps doing there? We can't say, but we do know that he lied to investigators. The January 6th committee likely knew this too. Democrats had access to the same tape, yet they defended Ray Epps. No honest investigation would do that. Cut 24. January 6th committee knew perfectly well that Brian Sicknick was walking normally through the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by Trump supporters. And they know that because they saw this tape. We can be sure because the footage contains an electronic bookmark that is still archived in the Capitol's computer system. That means that investigators working for the Democratic Party reviewed this tape. They saw it, but they refused to release the tape to the public. Why? Because this tape would shatter the fraud they were perpetrating on the country. Because hiding the truth served their political interests. Stop. So this is Brian Sitnik, a Trump voter a police officer who they say Trump supporters killed by bashing him in the head, okay? We know that's not true because of the medical examiner's report. He died the next day or the day after um, uh, from something unrelated. Maybe stroke-related? Stroke-related, okay. but they say not related to being right. struck in the head. Mm-hmm. He's also in this picture wearing a helmet, mm-hmm. okay? So he's struck in the head with a helmet— that makes it even more different. You know, still bad. Don't hit a police officer anywhere with anything. Mm-hmm. However, they say that killed him. They held they held a, I think, a mock uh, laying in state. Now that you know the truth, they knew that he wasn't injured. This videotape shows him quite energetic, um, picking things up and putting them away. 
uh, escorting people, telling them where to go, et cetera, et cetera, after he was hit. So you have a government now that has lied to you at the highest levels and everywhere in between. So now what, America? Now what? You have district attorneys. You have judges. You have the president. You have Congress. You have the Senate. You have the Capitol Police, local police. What do you what do you trust? What's left to trust?